can a person totally transform themselves? We look at a not so well-known biblical woman, Rachel, and look at what she teaches us about whether and how a person can transform themselves. Welcome back. I'm Gila Ross, host of the Power Up podcast, where we share short, relatable ideas to impact and upgrade your everyday life. A biblical female, a Jewish woman, who's not so well known, but is a fascinating, fascinating personality. And it, it really like talks about whether people can change. Do you think people can change? Can a leopard change its spots kind of thing? Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. With the right outlook, maybe. With the right outlook, maybe. Yeah. To change, isn't it? It's re- it is really hard. It is, re- it is really hard to change. And it's interesting because um, I was speaking to a, um, one of my students that I'm coaching through her dating process. And she she mentioned to me that she went out with someone and she didn't know, you know, should she, shouldn't she continue dating with him or, or, or not? And I, I, said, I said to her, I, um, I, she said to me, like, if he would change, then maybe I would. And I said to her, look, like, what would you say if someone said that to you? Dating someone and said, look, if this and this changed... <laughs> yeah no no yeah so I, yeah I, I basically said to her, I said look um if you're gonna keep dating him you have to accept him for what he is right um and if um and if if he ch- if if you're not happy um with who he is right now then you can't keep dating him right you you can turn around um and say, look, this isn't working for now. If things change for you, then let's revisit the situation, revisit the relationship. But you can never ever go into a relationship with someone expecting them to change, right? So it seems like maybe you can't change. But what um, Sarah says, changes, it's like a coin, have two sides, can be sex, ooh, or can be failure, depends on the situation. Okay, we're going to talk about that as well, the, the coin, because I think it's a really good analogy that we're going to get to later on. Okay, so let's, hi Bev, let's talk about, um, let, let me tell you a little bit about Rachov. Anyone has heard of Rachov? No. no. Okay, so she is a very, very interesting um, biblical personality. That comes. That there are there are three parts of the of the Torah. There's of the written Torah. There's Torah, which is the Chumash, um, the five books of Moses. Then there is the prophets, and she comes. Her, she comes up in the prophets. Now, what happens is Rachav was a. This this happens when the Jews leave um, Egypt, right, and they're traveling towards Israel. Right, they're about to go into the land of Israel, and she lived in Jericho. And Jericho is kind of the first place where they're going to start to conquer the land of Israel. And um, Rachav was a prostitute, and she wasn't just any. <laughs> she was actually, um, um, we're told that she was like the most successful, sought-after um, prostitute in the in the in Jericho. Right. So what happens is um, Joshua, who was the leader, the prophet uh, uh, who took over after Moses and the leader at the time, sends two spies to go and and sort of um, spy out Jericho and kind of see what's the situation on the ground. What what do they need to do in order to take over um, um, 
to take over the, the city, right? So um, what they do is the, these, they go into to Rachav and they ask her, they ask her questions. They, they kind of ask her, you know, what's going on? How, how do the people feel about the Jews, etc., etc., trying to get, get this um, story out. And, and I'm going to read to you what she did because it's fascinating, right? So what, what she, what, one minute, so, so and, and then what happens is, I'm not going to read it, I'm just going to tell you because I don't have it out on here, <laughs> full disclosure there, right? So what happens is that um, the king of Jericho realizes that there's spies coming to Jericho, so he, he sends people to, to capture the spies, and what, um, um, they, they go to Rachav and Rachav realizes and realizes that these people are coming to to capture the, the, these Jewish spies and she does something that is quite courageous right she she hides the spies and and she turns around to these two spies and she tells them look I know that you guys are going to go back to Jewish to, to Joshua and the Jewish people and I know that you're going to come in and conquer the city of Jericho right it was everyone knew that they were the Jews were going to come and, and conquer the the city of Jericho and they also were worried that they were going to be successful because um, if you think of the context they had just come out of Egypt right and you know crazy things had happened there so so there was fear around it she says I want you to I want you to save me and my family right and she says what i'm going to do is i'm going to i'm going to put out a sign in my window a, a, a red thread and that's how you'll know who to save right and meanwhile what does she do she hides them upstairs and she she tells um when the when the soldiers come looking for the spies she sends them on a wild goose chase right and she says oh they're that way and they go that way and they can't find them right and then after a few, a few days um, 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 the the two spies are able to escape from Jer from Jericho. Now, what's interesting is that um, she said she says something right when after she lets them out, she says, "Master of the universe," she's talking to God. With these, I have sinned. With these, forgive me. Right. So we're talking about here someone who, if you think people can't change, right, like someone who's got a very successful career as a prostitute, you would think is very unlikely to change, right? <laughs> yes, yes, you'd think, come on, like, she's doing well, What's, what would possibly be the motivation for her to change? And, and, the other, and, and, and I, wanna, I wanna tell you what the, the, the extent of her transformation was, right? She went from being the top prostitute in Jericho to actually converting to Judaism and marrying Joshua, right? So she became the wife of the, yes, please, thank you. The wife of the leader of the Jewish people. So, few questions. What on earth motivated, what on earth motivated um, Rachav to change? And we're told what motivated her. She said to, when, when the spies asked her what's going on in Jericho, she said, listen, I know the vibe in Jericho, right? Because she knew all the powerful people in Jericho, right? And she said, the people in Jericho are afraid of the Jews, right? And she understood that if a country, right, if the army, the morale of the army is fair, there's no way they're going to win, right? So she knew that the Jews were going to win, right? And she wanted, she, she, she knew that God was going to um, give the Jews victory. And, and this motivated her 
to change, right? But what's very fascinating about her, her change of heart is like, she realized that God is is in control and God is, is helping the Jews. So, so that's what motivates her to change. But what's very interesting is that that she, she, um, we're told that there were three things that she used, right? There were three things that she used in her business, which was the flax, which was the rope, and which was the window, right? Um, and then the, and, and she said, turns around to God, she says, Master of the universe, with these I have sinned, with these forgive me. Like, it sounds like, if I'm thinking about it, right? If let's say, you know, you've done something that you are, you're not proud of, and I don't know what you used, right? Most of us would say, if, if let's say you, I don't, you've done something that you're not proud of, right? I can't, I can't think of an example at the moment. I'm sure there's plenty of things I'm not proud of, but, <laughs> but um, I can't think of something at the moment. But you used a specific thing with it, right? Most of us would kind of want to get rid of that thing and start afresh, yeah. right? Whereas what she does is she turns to Hashem, she turns to God and she says, with these th three things, I sin, right? And, and we'll talk about what her sin was exactly. But, and with these th three things, please forgive me. So my question is, why do you think she had to use those same things? Most of us would, would, would say, you know, get rid of it, start anew. Move on, yeah. why, why did she, you know, why did she say with these three, I'm, I'm going to... Okay, keep that question in mind, and we're going to, we're going to look at something else, okay? So, talking about change, right? People changing. Um, in Judaism, it's, the concept is called teshuva, right? Which is very... Um, English translation is repentance, which doesn't really mean much, right? But basically what the idea is, is that, um, that a person who does something wrong, God gives us the gift of being able to make up, make restitution for what we did wrong, right? Now there's, yes, to wipe the slate, oh, to wipe, ooh, Bev, good, good answer, to wipe the slate clean, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, so God gives us the ability to change, right? To, to repent. Now we're told two different things, which at first sight, at first listen, sounds like they're contradicting, right? It says, firstly, the, the, the Talmud, the Gemara talks that about someone who um, repents, someone who does something wrong and then repents, that repentance is so great that it, um, it makes the things that we did wrong as though they were mistakes, right? And then in another place, um, Right, and in another place it says that um, um, any repentance is so great that it takes something that you did wrong, you knew it was wrong, you did it wrong anyway, and it makes it into into something good. Yeah. Right? Have you heard that before? Yeah, yes, I you heard it before. Yeah. Which, which that you've got to make so many mistakes to actually know, you know. Ah, so you're you're, you're yeah. already answering the question, right? Well, there's two questions that come up from here. So let's see. Well, the first the first question is. Is one minute. There's two different things, right? Which one is it? Is it making it, you know, something that you did wrong as as if it was just a mistake, or is it making it as something good? So, so the Gemara says there's no there's no contradiction, right? Why? Because um, one is one is that when when a person does a, a repents because of awe, right? Now, what is awe? So awe is awe is is a, a feeling of it's not fit. I mean, fear also works, right? There's different levels of fear, right? There's there's fear that is just 
fear of punishment, right? You do something wrong and, um, you know, you're, you're afraid you're going to get, you're going to get punished. You're going to lose out as a result of it. And therefore you repent. That's one level. There's another level also where you kind of, you know, it's just like you realize, oh my gosh, like, you know, God, you're so great. Um, you give me life and I messed up, right? Yeah. Now in that sort of, it, it's kind of like the relationship between a master and a, and a servant, right? Or I don't know what the equivalent is. Let, let's, let's, let's go with that, right? A master and a servant, which is, it's a level and it's a good level. Right. If that if that motivates a person to become better, great, go for it. Right. Um, but there's a distance in that relationship. Right. Because a master and a servant, there is this in, inherent distance within that relationship. Right. That that's when a person repents from all. Then it takes the the sins that they did, the the wrong things that they did, and it and it makes them as though they were just mistakes, right? God God makes it as though it's just a mistake. Why? Because it was a mistake. You obviously didn't realize the relationship with God. You obviously didn't realize how, what was going to happen as a result of it. Had you realized, you re now that you realized you're you're repenting, therefore it is a mistake, right? But there's a there's another um, um, reason why someone why someone um, repents, and that is when it's love. Right, and I'll give you an example. Imagine that you have a relationship that is, is you know, someone you love. Your kids, a partner, mm -hmm. a friend, right? And you do something wrong, right? You lose your patience, you send a text you shouldn't have sent, you yell at your kids, whatever it is, right? And you love your kids and you feel bad for it, right? Mm -hmm. And because you love them, you, you want to make up to them. Right. So when a person repents from that, that negative thing can actually be used for a positive. Right. Think about it this way. Right. Imagine imagine a situation like this. Imagine, you know, you, you're with your kid. Right. And you lose patience. Right. And you say something you, you shouldn't say or you get upset or your kid is asking you to, to do something and you just answer shortly because you've lost patience. Mm -hmm. Right. And afterwards, you reflect back and you, and you, you know, um, um, you feel bad and you want to repent, right? So you go back to your child and you use that as an opportunity to apologize to your child, to talk it through, to explain to your child, look, it was nothing to do with you. I was stressed. I was this. I was the other. And how can I make it up to you, right? When a, when a parent does that, that, that negative thing can actually be the, the springboard for something positive in the relationship, right? Because yeah. not only, firstly, it can bring the parent and the child closer. When, when a child sees that, you know, my parent is able to, 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 you know, come back and apologize and try to do better. It also teaches your child how to, how to apologize, etc. Right? So, so this is what the Gemara is saying, is that if you do it from all, it's great, right? And it will take all those bad things that you do and make it as though they were, they were just mistakes, which is amazing. If you do it from love, if you do it because you realize that, you know, I love you, God, or I love the people in my life, right? Then that negative thing um, can actually be the springboard for something positive. And then that, that, that error, that, that sin that we did, that mistake that we did, Hashem makes it as though it's the positive, as though it was a positive. Why? Because it becomes the springboard um, for something, for something positive, right? Now, um, now, now let's 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 go back back to 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 Rachel, right? So it, it gives us a little bit of an understanding about repentance, but it doesn't yet answer the question 
of right so so now now we sort of understand what Rachav's going through right Rachav is going through this process of repentance right where she is going through where where she's saying to God you know I realize I've done wrong right and I want to change I want your forgiveness now which one of these is she is is she repenting from is she repenting from from all because she's afraid of being killed or is she repenting from love right at the end of the day we, we um, what's evident from it is that she knows that as someone who lives in Jericho if the Jews come and um, and capture the city the only way she's gonna survive if, if these two if she strikes a deal with the other side right so what do you think do you think she's repenting from awe or from love from fear or from love so yes I would also say that except there's a clue okay and the clue is very hard to find but she says with these I have sinned with these forgive me and here she's showing that it's not just that she's scared for her life right there's something deeper because she's understanding right that within everything we do there is an energy right mm -hmm. every single action that we do is has an energy behind it right and she's understanding that in order to truly change you have to take the energy that drove drove you to do that thing and take that energy and and direct it to to doing something positive right so let's take an example right let's take the example of you know being too harsh with your kids what's the energy that drives that stress okay sometimes it's stress but let's just say i'm gonna whatever apparently um, officially apparently i've heard that there are some parents when their kids do something wrong occasionally they overreact right in a negative way right what's the energy that causes can anyone has anyone ever heard of something like that <laughs> uh, i can't be the only one that's overreacted right when you, your kid what what's the energy that drives us to overreact right your child um um uh, your, your child won't share their toys or is says something nasty to your sibling oh, this is a good one sibling rivalry right yeah i think this one we can get behind right um your 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 child says something really nasty to their sibling and we overreact why what's what's the energy that drives that anger yes but what what ang anger's like a secondary kind of emotion what what's kind of driving that why are you angry right because it's the nagging it's the it's the persistent y yes but what's what's the fear what's the fear that we have when when our kids are fighting with each other or our kids are being not nice to each to each other I don't want to protect them. We want to protect. We want to protect the one that's getting hurt. Yes. Okay, let's stick with that. Right? Because the truth is, for this example, it doesn't really matter what it is, right? But we want to protect the kids that, that's getting hurt, right? So if let's say we've got two kids, one kid is 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 um, you know, say it says something not nice to the other kid. We want to protect the kid that thinks. That energy of protectiveness, right? Is that negative or positive 
That's a good question. <laughs> it's a hard question. It's a bit of a tricky question as well. Is it negative or positive to want to protect our kids? It's neither, right? What does it mean? It's neutral. It just, oh, Bev. Thank you, Bev. That's why we need you here next week, Bev, in person, right? It's neither. It's, it, it, it depends how we channel it, right? It is just an energy. And energy on its own is neither um, um, positive or negative, right? For example, water. Is water positive? Water is energy. It's a source of energy, right? Is water positive or negative? It depends, right? It's neither really. Water, if you use water to, um, I don't know, cook something, it's positive. If you use water to ruin a, an expensive painting, for example, <laughs> then it is negative, yeah. right? It's neither, right? And this is what Rachav understood, right? She understood that she had used three different things, right? And um, those three different things which caused her to sin, right? Caused her to go off balance. But those three different things were driven by an energy. And the energy itself is neither negative or positive. It's about the balance of, of, of channeling it in the right direction. And that's why she turned to God and she said, with these three, and maybe we'll talk another time about what those three is, because that really, these three things, the, the rope, the flax, and the um, window um, really are representative of, of what are the three things that make us go off track yeah. right I think so we'll, we'll do that we'll do that another thing right but she recognized that these three were driven by an energy and what was that energy right what was the energy that was driving her behavior was connection right as human human beings crave connection that's why social media is it's so like addiction isn't it <laughs> a bit maybe maybe but if you think about it like social media is so popular because it feels that that it not not necessarily that it fills that gap it looks like it fills that gap of connection right now the energy the desire to connect is just an energy right and it could be the most incredible positive thing in our lives or it could be an, a negative thing, right? When we when we use that energy to connect with the right people, then it's it, it, it it's what creates our families. It's what yeah. creates friendships, yeah, right? Friends, yeah. um, um, when we use that energy to connect with the wrong people, it destroys, yeah. right? That's why people stick with people that are not healthy for them or, yeah. or stay in abusive relationships, Sweet right? Yeah. Because um, we crave connection, right? And Rachav understood that she had misused that energy of connection. Now that she recognized God, she didn't want to just say sorry and make amends, but she wanted to go to the root of things and take that energy, that desire for connection, and channel it into the positive. And that's how she was able to entirely transform herself. And that's how she teaches us about transformation. If we really want a transformation, then we have to go within ourselves and learn about the energy that drove us when we, when we messed up. And then we have to take that energy and channel it for 
the positive. Next week, we're going to look a little bit more about how that energy and gets mis- misguided and how that can sometimes get corrupted. Thank you for listening. I'm currently offering all listeners a free strategy call so that you can get clarity on how you can get what you want in life. Check the show notes for how to access this offer. Thank you again for listening. Please take a moment to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast and please share because sharing is caring. Thank you and have a wonderful day.